Hi everyone, and welcome to Empowering the Opposition. My name is Dr. Nafis Alam, and our topic today will be unethical non-monogamy, blurring the line of morality. Now, many of us have heard of ethical non-monogamy. Um, if we haven't, then I'll quickly define it, define it as folks who are married um, and are non-monogamous to one another. Uh, well, they don't necessarily have to be married from what I understand, but essentially the, the idea is that uh, two people are in a relationship from which uh, either one or both parties can be non-monogamous um, with the understanding that uh, the ethical part is that it's an agreed-upon sort of approach. So uh, a lot of people have asked, uh, what does the ethical part mean when it comes to ethical non-monogamy? Why even add that word there? Uh, and my explanation has been non-monogamy by nature is assumed to be one party lying to the other or both parties uh, lying to each other. The addition of the word ethical non uh, in, in the context of ethical non-monogamy suggests a level of trust, a level of communication where both parties are aware of the arrangements at hand and what's going on. Um, and the trust factor is what makes it ethical versus just non-monogamy in general. Today's topic, however, is unethical non-monogamy. And here the question comes up as to the level of trust. This topic is a little bit difficult to sort of delve into because unlike general non-monogamy, ethical or unethical, non-monogamy tends to uh, be defined as one or both people cheating on each other in that relationship. Ethical non-monogamy relates to uh, one, or rather both people knowing the arrangement of, uh, of uh, non-monogamy there, um, and they're able to, to uh, go outside of that marriage, that relationship, uh, to find uh, other partners with trust, with that understanding, with that agreement. Specifically, unethical non-monogamy becomes different from just general non-monogamy when it evolves from ethical non-monogamy. So, you have a scenario where you have two people, let's say they're married to one another, and let's say they have agreed to an ethical non-monogamous relationship where uh, both parties are permitted to go outside of their relationship to seek and find uh, other romantic partners. That would be ethical non-monogamy. Now imagine that after a few months of this, one party says, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, I want to stop this. I don't want to be non-monogamous anymore. Um, and I would appreciate it if you are also uh, uh, monogamous moving forward. However, the other party, now that ethical non-monogamy is the baseline, 
is having some difficulty going back into the world of monogamy. This is where the unethical non-monogamy element comes into play because if the baseline has been set, even if it's for a few months, right? If the baseline has been set that this is going to be our relationship style, we are going, going to be ethically non-monogamous, and then one of the parties decides to switch it up and say, now we're going to be monogamous. Is it not unethical to expect the person who has gotten used to uh, a non-monogamous lifestyle to all of a sudden become monogamous? And this is the caveat that gives birth to unethical non-monogamy. Is it appropriate to remain non-monogamous following an ethically non-monogamous relationship um, after one party says that they're not comfortable being non-monogamous anymore? That is the question. And in some instances, I suppose it does make sense. It, it, unethical non-monogamy may be an appropriate approach uh, because you as the partner might have found yourself, this might be you living your best life being non-monogamous, and you've established this now as the baseline after months, after potentially years of being ethically non-monogamous. All of a sudden, you're expected to be monogamous again. You might say to yourself as a point that uh, I'm not going to do this. This is my lifestyle. I'm not going to change my lifestyle all of a sudden just because my partner is uncomfortable with it now. Uh, so that might be something that, uh, that, that pops up there. Now, in true empowering the opposition form, we certainly have to consider uh, the uh, opposing viewpoint, the counterpoint here. In order to engage in an ethical non-monogamous an ethically non-monogamous relationship to begin with, trust has to be established, and understanding and an agreement, and and uh, the assumption of future consent has to be established. Only when it's established can it be truly considered ethical non-monogamy, and not just non-monogamy cheating. Let's say. So, with that in mind, the moment that any party no longer feels comfortable with the arrangement, it's a sound statement to make that uh, each party in the relationship would have veto power when it comes to continuing with the ethically non-monogamous relationship because the ethical part of the non-monogamous relationship comes from the trust, comes from the agreement, comes from that understanding. And as soon as that agreement comes from that comfort, and as soon as that comfort, that understand, understanding, that agreement is no longer present because of one party feeling uncomfortable with uh, the arrangement continuing forth, then it would be appropriate to for both parties to no longer engage in non-monogamous relationships if it truly is an ethically non-monogamous relationship. Now, if one party decides to, behind the other party's back, remain non-monogamous after um, a period of time, let's say, of ethical non-monogamy, now we've 
ventured into the world of unethical non-monogamy. However, unethical non-monogamy is also pretty subjective for the men uh, reasons that I mentioned uh, just prior. Who are we being ethical toward? Sometimes, you know, life isn't uh, quite as easy. Life sometimes gives us uh, some ethical dilemmas to figure out, and it really depends on whose ethics we are taking into mind. Are we taking into mind the ethics of the person who has now gotten used to this lifestyle, non-monogamy, ethical non-monogamy, and enjoys this lifestyle, lifestyle after some time? Now it's become second nature, this lifestyle, and all of a sudden, they have to change their ways because their partner no longer feels comfortable with that agreement, with that arrangement, with that understanding. Is it ethical to them? Well, if we were to put on the shoes of the other partner, is it ethical to that par partner to have been promised that as soon as they felt uncomfortable, then the arrangement would no longer be in place, the understanding would no longer be in place, and we would just go back to monogamy? Uh, is it ethical to them? Were they not lied to in this scenario? Right? So... When it comes to an ethical dilemma, it really depends on who the players are and which team you're rooting for. And, you know, it, it's never clear because in a scenario like this, uh, ethics for one might mean lack of ethics for the other. So here in the co context of non-monogamy once more, that's just cheating. You know, it's just uh, it's sort of just going outside of your marriage, going outside of your relationship. Ethical non-monogamy is when both parties agree and consent to uh, finding other partners outside of that relationship. And then unethical non-monogamy comes about once ethical non-monogamy, if ethical non-monogamy doesn't work out, once ethical non-monogamy doesn't work out, and one of the partners decides, I'm going to keep doing this. In that case, is it ethical for that person to keep doing it? because they've grown accustomed to that lifestyle? Or is it ethical for that person to stop doing it because they've agreed to the idea that they would if the other partner ever began to feel uncomfortable? Well, that's all the time we have for today. I'm Dr. Nafis Alam, and this has been Empowering the Opposition. See you next time. <laughs>